Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Proficast is produced by Bob Grenville. Thank you, Bob. Hmm. I'm flaccid. Yeah, you're a little flaccid. I'm a little flaccid today. I don't know. It's one of those days, uh, man. <laughs> that should be our opener. Is that going to be our opener to this? It can be, yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Hi, hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Proficast. The Proficast. It's a it's a it's a show. It's a podcast where we talk about the prophecy films. Yeah, so hence the name. You put you put prophecy and podcast together, mm-hmm. and you get and you get prophecast. Yeah, you get some fucking wordplay. You know, we're really we're, you know we're really making the effort here. Yeah, we're we're really we're we're going the extra mile for you guys, and I yeah. don't think that you're giving us enough credit. Exactly. Um, I'm I'm one of your hosts, David Bell. I am a second host, Tom Ryman. And uh, this is uh, brought to you by one of our patrons, who is the producer of this podcast. Uh, shout out to Bob Grenville. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, our producer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we, if you haven't already, you could go back and watch with your ears uh, our Prophecy 1, where we, we neither of us... For context, neither of us have watched any of these films, right? No, um, and I thought there was an entirely different movie <laughs> going yeah. into it. Like I, 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 th- I didn't know it was like a biblical uh, mythology movie. I thought it was like about wizards. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I knew it was biblical. Like it was like biblical thriller. Uh, it felt it's it seems like it's right down my alley, but I never I don't know I never bothered to uh, watch these. Uh, you know, I knew Christopher Walken was in the first one. Didn't realize he was in a lot of them, uh, including this, The Prophecy 2. Yeah. Which is directed by Greg Spence, who... Sure. Uh, the first one was the director of um, Highlander. The writer-director of Highlander, Writer-director. yes. This is from the director of one other film, uh, Children of the Corn, The Gathering. Yeah, no, this guy's so, coming from a pretty solid pedigree. Yeah, uh, it. Uh, let's see. It's got who, who wrote this? I'm just. I'm curious now. Um, well, he he the director co-wrote it as well as Matt Greenberg, um, who this. Okay, I'm a fan of Matt Greenberg. I'm just learning. Uh, Matt Greenberg has also written Halloween H2O, mm-hmm. Reign of Fire, sure, and uh, the adaptations of fourteen year fourteen oh eight. And Pet Cemetery, the, the new one. The 2019 one, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I guess I uh, like Matt Greenberg. I guess I like Matt Greenberg. Uh, and this this was quite a shocker, this film, Prophecy 2. I don't know if anybody listening has watched it. There's a very good chance that exactly 100% of the people listening to this has never seen the Prophecy 2. There's a... Yeah, that's a pretty good possibility. <laughs> yeah. And so... I guess we should do our first of three sections, Tom. If you re- if you recall, I, we have sections. 
I did not recall that we had sections. Right. Well, let me just run these by you. Real sure, quick. sure. Our first section is called the Holy Text. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, us just talking about the film. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds that sounds like a good section. Yeah, just going through what happened in the film, uh, and and so on and so forth. Uh, the second one is called "What the Hell," which is where we we that's where we reserve like we reserve all our questions about why this world is what it is. Yeah, about why anything happens at all in this movie. Yes, which I'm happy to report. Uh, this section remains relevant in this film as well. It sure does, Dave. And, and I have a feeling it'll continue to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, I've already changed the title for this one. Our third section might as well be Walking on the Sun, uh-huh. uh, in which we just talk about Christopher Walken for as long as we need to. Yeah. Which could be an hour, could be two hours, it could be uh, several weeks. Yep, this is true. So let's start with the Host Holy Text. Among Us can say. Yeah. I want to I talk about the cast of this movie was a very big surprise. Specifically, the disturbing amount of cool Gen Xers. Yeah. This, the, um, the cast in this movie is out of control. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Embry shows up. Yeah, for like three seconds. Yep. Uh, Brittany Murphy has a prominent Brittany role. Brittany Murphy has a major role, yeah, as, as his little gremlin. Yeah, as his little gremlin. I would, I would say she's killing it in this role. Yeah, she's pretty I good. I love her in this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's like if you if you watch the prophecy, the first one, um, shit. Who was it? It was um, um, Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. So like this this series has like a weird uh, a weird like streak of like Gabriel's henchmen being, being like cool Gen X. Yeah, being like notable character actors from Gen X. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from like teen movies. Yeah, uh, that's really disturbing to me. I, I don't mean, know it's, why they're it's, doing it's that. It's pretty bitchin'. Yep. Eric Roberts shows up as John Travolta's Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we should probably talk about the Danzig in the room. Yeah, there's a whole ass Danzig that shows up. Glenn Danzig's in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't expect that. No. Uh, indeed, nobody expected that. Um, he- because he's under some makeup. Uh, so I didn't immediately notice it was him until partway through that fight scene. And then I was like, yes. wait, wait. <laughs> At first I was like, is that Steven Dorff? <laughs> <laughs> and then I had, like, looked at it a little longer and I was like, that's no, that's yeah. not Glenn Danzig, that's not is it? Danzig, is it? Um, Friends, from- it is Glenn Danzig. <laughs> this is currently, there's a movie in post-production that's going to change this. This is his only fi- feature film role ever. Huh. I just looked at his acting. Uh, really? He's in Portlandia, and he will be in a movie called Death Rider in the House of Vampires mm-hmm. featuring Devin Sawa. Sure. So I guess, I'm I guess we have to watch that. that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any guesses on who directed Death Rider in the House of Vampires? Was it Glenn Danzig? It was. It was Glenn Danzig. Can you guess had, who wrote? I had a feeling it was Glenn Danzig. Yeah. Can you guess who wrote Death Rider in the House of Vampires? Mm. Let me think. Was it was it Glenn Danzig? It was. That's it's you know Glenn, what? It made sense that it would be Glenn Danzig. Shit. The cast of this Lee Ving, 
of the band Fear is yeah. in this. Mr. In Body this himself. Mr. Body himself. Good fucking God. So yeah, uh, Danzig's in. Danzig briefly shows up in this movie only to get his heart ripped out. Yeah, by the bad guy from Romeo Must Die. Jesus, that's who that is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie's a fucking mess. This movie is a real kaleidoscope. Let me tell it you. It really is. Kenny uh, Banya. Yeah, Kenny Banya from uh, Seinfeld. He ret- yeah. he's, I think he's the only returning actor aside from Christopher Walken from the first movie. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> because the, um, guy, the guy that gets burned alive in the beginning is supposed to be Elias Cotillas from the yeah, first movie. Yeah, it's supposed movie, to be Casey Jones. Which I didn't, I didn't realize until halfway through the film. Yeah. Because I didn't remember the character's name was Thomas, and it's not this is super not Elias Cotillas. <laughs> yeah, like, they, had, they got oh, to get rid of guy? him. They get around Vigo uh, not being in here by just not showing his face. Yeah, they don't show the devil, and they get a guy that kind of sounds like Vigo. Yeah. Uh, we should probably explain what the plot is. Uh, this I is mean, basically the plot of Terminator down y- to the ending. Yeah, yeah. I, I I literally said while I was watching it um, when uh, the the Daniel character dies, I was like, well, yeah, he was going to Kyle Reese his way out of this. Yeah. Not to mention that apparently all angels look like they've been sent back in time to save Sarah Connor. Yeah, they're all wearing like three and a half trench coats. Yeah, they look like uh, <laughs> 80s drummers. Like, they're ridiculous looking. Yeah, they look pretty sweet. They all, um, look, they all look like they're posing for the back of a Collective Soul album. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a choice. It, um, it, it, it is a choice because this movie was made in 1998. Yes. Doesn't feel like it does. It really doesn't. That actually, as you said that, uh, that just washed over me. And I was thinking about movies made in 1998. Holy shit. Like, The Matrix is one year away. Yeah, we're a year That's away from The Matrix. wild. This feels like it was, I don't know, 89 at the, at the latest? This feels like early 90s. This is, that's, wow. Yeah, it's something. It's really incredible. That is, my, oh my god. Um, so the plot of this is, it takes place in LA. I know we had a question of whether or not it was LA in the first one. It's definitely LA. It's a thousand percent LA in this one, yeah. Um, to the point Gabe- where To the point where the Garden of Eden is apparently uh, an oil field just on the outskirts of L.A. County. Yeah, I got a lot of questions about the Garden <laughs> of Eden. Uh, but we'll save that for the next We'll get there. Section. We'll get there, yeah. Uh, Gabriel is brought back by Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kisses the ground. He kisses his hand and touches, and the, touches ground, the ground. And the ground yeah. melts. Dog's very concerned. Um, he, he, so so that's, that's Satan. And then we meet Daniel. Uh, did you watch this with the captions? Yes. Oh, you see his name spelled out too. He's spelled his name spelled like a fucking millennial. Yeah, it's 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 spelled like some real goth shit. Yeah, it's D A N like Y E A L A A E L. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He also like and so he. Jeez. He he gets hit. He gets hit by a car. This lady hits. He falls out of the sky. Hmm. And this lady hits him with the car. He falls out of the sky and lands in a car like Dave Chappelle's corpse in Con Air. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and she's concerned. I think she drives him to the hospital. 
Yeah, and I don't she, think she calls an ambulance. She, she drives him to the hospital and is a doctor at the hospital. Right. Um, so that's lucky. And then, yeah. And then they raw duck. They sure do. Like she, she, he walks her home, uh, and they have just powerful sex, like weird demon sex. But he's an angel, right? And she's like having gl- flashes of like the angel war, and he like stops in the middle of of just pounding her raw to ask, "Do you accept me?" <laughs> Which is right. like if somebody stops you in the middle of sex to ask, "Do you accept me?" The answer is always no. Yeah, it's okay. So that's I've made a mistake, right? That's some kind of vampire trick. Yeah. Yeah, this is about a young lady who makes a mistake. Uh, she hits a man with her car and within a day is having unprotected sex with Hours. this man. Hours! Uh, he doesn't, he like purposefully asks her only about herself. And every time she asks some questions, he deflects. Yeah, he, like, re- he, he redirects is, it, yeah. Yeah. A, a giant red flag landed on her car mm-hmm. and she fucks him. Uh, I love, love the moment where after the postcoital. He's perched naked over her bed like an erotic gargoyle. Yeah. Uh, and then she's he, and sleeping. Then he, and then he gives her the two-finger bless and just flaps out of there like a nude gremlin. Yep. Yeah, his ball's just dangling. Yep. He's probably, probably screeching like a crow. Yeah. Can you imagine filming that scene? <laughs> no, I cannot. Uh, a lot of the angels do a lot more like perching. crouching. Yeah, perching. It was a thing in the first movie, but they really they do the shit out of it here. And like, can we talk about the scene in the hospital where where uh, he impresses the kids? He's 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 dazzling the kids by by balancing on the edge of a of a tipped over chair. And like, the only thing I was I could think about during that scene is like half of these kids are going to break their fucking collarbones trying to do that later. A hundred percent. Also, a hundred percent of them also, uh, a pro- why would they be that impressed with it? They're like, wow. I mean, it's, it's, like it's, he's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, he's like a circus tumbler or something. Uh, yeah. It's, it's neat. It's neat. All right. Yeah. That's fair. It, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. Also, before this point, we meet, we see uh, Thomas again, Casey Jones. Except it's uh, not Casey Jones. Yes. And he has a diary, and he's a monk. Christopher Walken visits him and lights his ass on fire. He sure does. So we get rid of that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, he we, he we, lights we, him on we, fire using his weird prayer thing, that his power he has. Right. Christopher, Christopher Walken has three abilities in these movies. Um, yes. He can set people on fire. Yep. Um, he can put people to sleep. Yep. And he can raise the dead. Yeah. And I, I have questions uh, about other abilities, but uh, we'll get I to I mean, it. he can also perch. He can perch. They all have good balance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So this lady, she gets blasted by this angel. Uh, he seems like horny f- for it. Like, I, I don't know. That's I guess that goes into the question of physiology of angels but she she is immediately pregnant mm-hmm. uh she in like the same day she learns she's pregnant and like mega pregnant like right. she's in her second trimester right. she's turbo pregnant yeah like he fired half of a baby into her yes and that that same day she learns that the guy that she had unprotected sex with also yanked glenn danzig's heart out heart out mm-hmm. uh because there's an alleyway fight with Danzig. He shows up. He, I think he's Samuel with a Y. Samuel. Is his character's name. Sure. Samuel. He shows up for one scene 
the guy blasts out the window. They fight in the air. Yeah, uh, they do some real Danzig Twilight is, vampire fighting. Yes, Danzig gets taken out pretty quickly. Yeah, more quickly than he should ha- than he should. Being Glenn Danzig for Danzig, yeah, yeah. This um, this scene has four characters in it, and three of them were very hard to tell apart. I had to rewind actually because yeah, he's talking. Yeah, he's talking to the the one that looks most like an '80s drummer who has like shaggy long brown hair. Right. And then it cut to Danzig in the alleyway, and he has long hair, and it's darkly lit. And then he jumps out, and they don't show Danzig jump up, so he just like tackles the guy in the middle, in the air, in the alleyway. So it felt like I was watching. I thought Danzig was the same guy he was just talking to. Yeah, it was. Th- that fight scene is very confusingly edited and shot. Yes. It's almost like it's a bad movie. It's yeah, it's it yeah, you would <laughs> you would you could look at this scene and you would say it feels like this scene is from a bad movie full yeah. of more bad scenes. Luckily it's an 80 minute movie. So, yes. You know. Uh Brittany Murphy, we we meet B- Brittany Murphy and she has a, some sort she, of she is in a murder suicide pack. Yes. With her her sad sack of a boyfriend. They're With both some wiener. Yeah, yeah. They're both gothed out of their minds. Yes. <laughs> and their suicide pack is to drive directly at a wall. Hold on. Hold in on. The car. You forgot the first part of their suicide pact, which is to spray paint their names on that wall. Right. And then right. drive the car into them. And then she it's says some real Romeo and Juliet shit. This scene is so out of the blue out of its goddamn mind it's just we meet these characters uh she finishes spray painting she comes running in the car he's holding a crucifix and and murmuring a prayer and then she goes like are you ready and he's like if this is the only way i can be with you then yes it's not clear why they're doing this right that for okay so that was the first thing i was like are they gonna fuck in this car and then the only way i can be with you so it was like is she doing this to him like is she like you can't be with me. We have to drive into this wall. I or guess. Is it, is it an actual Romeo and Juliet sitch where like their parents for, forbid them? Mm-hmm. Each of their I parents blames the other kid for getting their kid into goth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't have to hang know. out with that goth by anymore. It's it's unclear. It appears to be the ending of its own movie. Right. It's an entirely different movie. We cut to. Yeah. And... Meanwhile, I'm too busy going, is that fucking Brittany Murphy? I'll tell you what, Dave. It sure is. Yeah. And so she drives as fast as she can into the wall. Uh, This will be the first of two times this happens to her. This character drives a car into a wall. Yeah. Uh, And her her boyfriend dies. Mm -hmm. And she's near death, which apparently is... I didn't realize this. Christopher Walken can't bring you back from the dead. Right. He has to intervene like right when you're on the the precipice. Right. And so Christopher Walken shows up and and he's like, yeah, you're my slave now. And so for the rest of the film, we get Brittany Murphy and Christopher and Walken. Christopher Walken as a duo. And it's it's exactly like it sounds. Yes. In that it sounds great. Yes. Uh, so he's hunting down. He's He's the Terminator. Uh, he's the T-1000, our, our, yeah. Oh, no, wait, no, he's the Terminator from the first he's movie. He's the yeah. Terminator, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's her name? Jennifer Beals is... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Flash Dances she, Jennifer Beals. 
Yes, she's. We didn't mention that. Yeah, yeah we did. It took us this long to mention that the star of this, the main character of this film, is Flashdance's Jennifer Beals. Good fucking god! So she, um, she's all she's all prego, uh, and so she's Sarah Connor, and then the angel who knocked her up is John Connor, and so basically it's it's Christopher Walken going after her. Uh, this is all correct. Uh, yeah, and so it, it ends in a um. In Eden, which looks like a factory, yeah, uh, it, look, angel... it, it looks suspiciously like a like a factory in Yugoslavia. Yes, <laughs> uh, the fucking the angel dies, uh, and then so it's up to her, and she she uh, she ends up jumping, she ends up impaling Christopher Walken, and then Michael, played by Eric Roberts, who isn't helping. No, uh, his care. Okay, that's we're gonna immortal. we're gonna get that, will, in, that into we'll a lot into next that. next uh, yeah. section. Yeah, I'm realizing there's a lot more in the next section, which is why I'm like, okay, Mike, I guess I should probably uh, yeah, just uh, blow through uh, this. Fucking Eric Roberts stars as the Archangel Michael, whose sole job seems to be lighting can- lighting candles on a catwalk in this factory. Yes. That's all he does. That's all he does. It's <laughs> the only thing he does in this movie. So yeah, that's that's the movie. Pretty much, yeah. She she beats Walken, um, and then as punishment, Eric Roberts turns him into a human. So at the, at the end of the movie, he's just a he's just a homeless man on the on the curb with his trumpet. Right. Well, let's get into the next section then. Sure. Uh, the next section being what the hell? Mm-hmm. I have a, a lot of questions, Tom. Well, I think a good there's something we left an important detail about the very end of the movie that we left out that needs to be mentioned because it will also serve as a great segue into the question, what the hell? And that is spooky God face in the clouds at the very end of the movie. Yes. The lightning flashes and it's a spooky God face spooky God or a face. devil face or the devil. But why would the devil be in the sky? That doesn't well, make sense. Here's a question. <laughs> why would the devil let Gabriel out? He, his explanation is that this isn't my war and hell isn't big enough for the two of us. That's all he says. Okay. I guess the devil just got tired of Gabriel. Yeah, that sure sounds like horse shit. Like a like a me. like a shitty roommate. He's like, "Listen, man, you got to go." Yeah. <laughs> like, my girlfriend so, really doesn't like you, man. That that pretty much is it because he he wanted to uh, Gabriel to be in hell before, right? Mhm. And now he's just like, "You know what? I changed my mind." Yep. I don't care. I don't uh, he like in the first movie he cared. That Gabriel was waging this war, and this time he's like, "Nah, never mind. I don't care." Um. So what? We talked about this a little bit in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to wrap my head out of around like what is Gabriel? There's the biggest thing about this movie. Um, I think this movie was a little easier to watch than the first movie was. It's less confusing. It's less confusing, yeah, because they just don't talk about the shit that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's less disorienting. Like the plot made sense. It was like this to this to this. You're to right. This. It was it was it. pretty a pretty straightforward chase movie. Yes. Um. And the the main thing that doesn't make sense here is they talk about how like how important Jennifer Beale's uh, kid is going to be because he's going to be a nephilim. Um. Which if you've played Diablo three, uh, you know that the holy that, text, the yeah. holy text of Diablo three. No, that's a it's it's a half human half angel. Um, okay. And Gabriel doesn't want that shit. Uh, I forget why, uh, but he's like, he keeps talking about how like 
the angel will be like the best of both because it'll the the nephilim will be the best of both because it'll be an angel with free will right sure seems like gabriel has free will right that is extremely true mm-hmm. sure, i'm not sure sure, sure seemed like i don't know the devil had free will yeah I mean, Gabriel's just doing whatever the fuck right. he wants. He's just doing what thing. he wants to. He's having a war against God. Yeah, I don't... Un- that Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> no. His motivation, none of the motivations, the war, none of that makes any no, sense. No, I get his motivation. His motivation is he's, it's, it's the same motivation as Satan. It's like, I, mm-hmm. the God likes humans more than angels. That's bullshit. I want it to go back to the way it was when there weren't any humans and he just loved us. Like, I get that. That's right. Whether, you know, how much water that holds is another conversation, but I, under- yeah. I understand that motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. The motivation I don't understand is Michael. Yes. Uh, because he's like, uh, Eric Roberts shows up at the end and he's Michael and he's like, welcome to our war. This is our war. You know, we're fighting a war. And then Gabriel shows up and he's like, I need to kill this lady. And he's like, I won't stop you. Nobody will stop you. It's up to her now. And it's like, what? Yeah, why? Why? And he lets him in and they the, all the angels watch as this woman has to fight back against Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And then they they give there's no reason why they do that. Yeah, they act it's, like it's, it's some mysterious reason like no, she has to do this, but it's like didn't you just say this is a war and he's on the other side? Yeah, I don't know. The only and this is me doing the movie's work for it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could come up with is the the way she beats Gabriel is they're you know they're 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 at a, the their uh, oil derrick uh, construction site yeah. standoff dangling I don't know thirty stories up in the air, um, yeah. and she asks him like he kind of spouts out his motivation one more time and then she asks him well, when was the last time God spoke to you and he's like it's been a while. And he's like, right. well, see, God, God speaks to me all the time. The, the, the thing is, is you've, you've stopped listening. Like, I can hear him right now. And then, like, that, like, really throws him off. And he's like, he, like, gets in close. And he's like, oh, what's he saying to you? What does he say? Um, and she says, fall, and grabs Gabriel and just no, falls over backwards. doesn't she say jump? She says jump. That's right. She says jump. Like the song. Mm-hmm. Got, yeah. it, uh, ironically, the setting of, of Eden looks like a place where they would have filmed a Van Halen music video. It's very true. Or like a mega death or poison video. <laughs> um, she grabs him and falls over uh, and falls like, you know, however many, uh, a good long way, uh, lands completely unhurt. Um, and so God saves Right, her. like right before that, she says, if God wanted me to die, he would have let you kill me already. So I guess the point is, like it's our, like this it's 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 God's will that none of the other angels do anything because right. Gabriel's going to get beat anyway. I don't know. That, again, that's me doing the movie's work for it. Yes, that's as much sense as it makes. Because they don't say anything. Like like Christopher Walken's laying there impaled on a fence. Uh, right. And Eric Roberts just walks up and says, I'm going to give you the biggest punishment ever. You're now a person. And he takes away his angel neck tattoo. Right. Um, so <laughs> His ceremonial <laughs> neck tattoo. Yes. Uh, question... I know, I know we discussed the powers, but he says, you're now a person. Um, he's kind of a person. Like, okay, he does have powers, but I was very confused about a lot of things with Gabriel, of okay. what, what, how he functions. For one, uh, the movie opens with him tracking down Casey Jones, mm-hmm. and he kind of like, you, did you get the impression he like teleports into rooms? He can like fly in there. Can he? Can he fly, Tom? 
Um, That's one of my questions. We see it. What evidence do we have? Is it how he drives around in an Oldsmobile all the time? How he gets like driven a private around detective? in an Oldsmobile. <laughs> yeah. That, that, like, this is what it is. He found Casey Jones, and he does the, oh, I lit you on fire. So he appears to be a supernatural being, and we talked about this in the first one. Then he spends the rest of the 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 movie having to do like detective stuff yeah and get driven around he has to he goes to a uh, a dry cleaner and has to make up an excuse for them to look up the person he's tracking and then tries to use his the computer himself and can't and has to resurrect Brittany murphy to like look something up on the computer he later steals a police radio doesn't know what it is and then uses it to listen to crimes that might relate to the person he's looking for. Yep. Like, what the fuck? He also doesn't know how to use a gun. Yes. He's an angel. And that seems weird. <laughs> and so that's why, like, he keeps... The, whenever they show him, he's, like, perched. And he's up on something high. Or he's he's in someone's room. And you're like, oh, how'd he get there? But then when we follow him, he appears to just be a person. Right. He's just getting driven around. Yeah, and we know, like, the other angel, Daniel, he shows his wings. Yeah, and we see, I think we see Danzig land. Right. Like, we see a couple of angels fly. We just never see Walken specifically fly, but I right. guess you I guess when, we, we can assume he flies. Well, you know what would be a good time to fly? When you're looking for someone? Yes, or when someone pushes you off of a very high place and you're going to be impaled on a fence. That's true. Go ahead and fly there, Christopher maybe, Walken. Maybe he was so floored by that knowledge she dropped on him. Right. I don't. I don't understand what Gabriel can and can't do. He also apparently has no job skills because he ends up on the street at the end. Uh, Dave, he didn't he, know how a radio worked. Like he could. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm sorry. He didn't but know. Like he, he didn't know what a, a radio was. Yes. Why doesn't he know these things? I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't. It's clear he doesn't like people. Maybe he just doesn't pay attention to Earth. Right. You know what also will take him down? Uh, bullets, apparently. We'll, we'll knock him out for a bit. Yeah, that'll take him out for a bit. She hits him with a pipe at one point. That seems to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's just the limitations of this character uh, continue to delight me. Because I can't figure him out. At, wait, he has Brittany Murphy run her down in a car. Brittany Murphy buckles her seatbelt. And he doesn't. Walk, and he for, doesn't. And for, I assume that's because he's an angel. And then he goes flying through the windshield. <laughs> for the second time in the series, he yeah. goes sailing headlong through a windshield. And he gets knocked out. Yeah. When is he going to learn? I don't know. Like... This is what I mean where they're like, you're now damned to be human. It's like, as far as I can, cer- uh, uh, can tell, he's somewhat human already. He's pretty, cl- like, he's he has, and this is true of all the angels, they have, like, the shittiest form of invulnerability. Yeah. Because it's like things still fuck them up and hurt them and knock them out, but it's just like, oh, but the only way you can kill them, kill them, is by ripping their hearts out. It's like, all right. Right. It's it's a it's a miracle they're all still walking around. Yeah, how the hell did any of these guys live for thousands of years? Right. Cuz it's not the way they're living, it's not hard for, to damage that heart eventually. Mm-mm. Like that car accident could have done it. Uh it's just the 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 rules to these angels are baffling. Uh and what they know. Like he has he doesn't seem to have any divine knowledge. Like if she didn't set off the silent alarm in that church, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have found her. 
That's, like, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I also really like where um, Daniel drops, he won't kill you in a church, which way to bury the lead. But also Daniel didn't know. I mean, he can still hurt you and drag you out of the church because that's what we learn he can do. Yeah. Th- there's two, there's, there's two parts to that. Two, two, uh, yeah. two, I have two notes for Daniel in that particular statement. One, right. as we just pointed out, yeah, he can just drag him out of the church. Like, right. why wouldn't he just do that? And two, how sure are you that he won't kill her in a church? Right. Is it like is it like a magic Again, I don't know what the rules are. Is he like can he not physically do that? Because he can sure as hell drag her out of the church and hurt her yeah. in the church. So maybe he can kill her in the church? Is it just that he's like he doesn't like killing people in churches? Is that the idea? Maybe it is. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um when but like I just need I need to know the rules because if because Daniel has wings, so I assume Gabriel has wings. Yeah, you would assume. Why doesn't he just like say when he's chasing her in the car? Why didn't he just chase her in his wings and then pick her up and drop her from really high up? I'm going to tell you why, Dave. Why? Because this movie had a budget of four million dollars. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's, That's why. Fair. That's why we never actually see any of the angels wings either. We see them in silhouette. Yes, they do not have the. Uh, they uh, don't have wing. The budget, budget to show. <laughs> we don't have wing money here. No, there's no wing money. But like, I w- I would say you kind of need wing money if you're making a movie like this. Yeah, like Dogma had wing money. True. Uh, and yeah. Dogma came out the next year. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's that is wild. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't understand Gabriel. Um, do you have any uh, any? I have one other big question. Sure, but do you have any like lingering questions? I'm trying to think. I felt like there might have been one. There's a big one. Yeah. Okay. Lay it on me. I want to talk about the Garden of Eden. Yeah, we got to talk about the Garden of Eden. It looks like the opening to Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks. Is like, this supposed it, to be? It looks like the cursed earth and judgment. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. So this is supposed to be the Garden of Eden? Yes, yeah. And it's in Southern California? It's in Southern California. (laughs) You know, the the birthplace of humanity. Holy shit. Yeah. SoCal. All right. Um, Eden's in L.A. County. Okay. (laughs) That's that's interesting. That's a choice. Okay, yeah. There's a part where Brittany Murphy goes to eat an apple, and Gabriel's like, don't eat that. Trust me. So I mean, if if he's referring to the Bible and like the fruit of knowledge, no, eat that shit. Right. Like you, also, you already got kicked out. He can't kick you out again. Right. I don't know from Bible, but like, isn't the idea that God was like, eh, don't touch my shit. And he kicked him out. There was one fruit you weren't supposed to eat. Really? Yeah. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. So you could eat all the other fruit? As far as I know. Not the apple. Yeah, or whatever it was. I, th- I don't think it was specifically an apple until John Milton wrote Paradise Lost. I think in the Bible it's just a generic fruit. I'm not positive. Okay. I'm not a Bible scholar. So it could have been like a kiwi? Sure. It could have been a, a, a kumquat. Yeah. Or like a pineapple. Yeah, it could have been like a real shitty pineapple. Yeah, God was like, don't eat that. Why? It's gross, man. It's like a pain in the ass. You ever seen pineapples, man? Yeah. <laughs> you got to really yeah, yeah, want yeah. the pineapple. Okay, so... But in this, it's an apple. In this, I was just gonna say, like being like, don't eat that. Like they've cl- they've turned uh, they turned Eden into the fucking restless heart music video. Mm-hmm. 
so like I don't I don't know why he would mind, but uh, yeah. it doesn't matter. I okay. So it's infested with angels. Yeah, they're just they're all over the place. <laughs> so it's eating. Look, it's looking Southern looking California. like they want looking like they're about to hand you a flyer to an open mic at a coffee shop. Yes, a hundred percent. Um, so they do they live there? I don't know. Okay, so I yeah, I have a few questions. Uh, so it's it's the Garden of Eden, but he says like humans turned it into this. This is what humans turned it into, yeah. Right. I and mean, also, first of all, we didn't know it was the Garden of Eden. It was right. just some property. Right. Yeah. Why would we know LA. that? Um, also, like all of the factories and refineries we see in in Eden are 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 in operation. Yes. So there's That's, people there too, just working. That, that was going to be my question. Is, <laughs> do the angels work there? Yeah, the angels work it in the factories. Do they live there? Do they own the property? Yeah. Uh, is this, like, do the cops know they're there? Yeah, because there's got to be people working there. Mm, you would you would assume. Like, during the day, it's got to just be a regular factory town. Does some fucking guy come in every day and be like, who the fuck keeps lighting these candles? Uh, fuck, I have to clean these candles every day. Uh, where are they pooping? We know they sleep. Mm-hmm. Because they have sleeping bags. Mm-hmm. They fuck. They apparently have sex urges. Mm-hmm. They have, they have sperm. Yeah. So I, what, what are they doing there? And they're like flying around all, uh, like in the clouds and shit. Mm-hmm. Are they just like pests there? Yeah, I guess. They're like, get, get, ah, oh, angels, like get bu- the broom. Just like a bunch of pigeons shitting all over everything. What are they doing there? What is that? What is the story of that fucking place? I don't know. It's, what could they possibly be doing? It's, the movie makes you, uh, it, it asks a lot of us mm-hmm. in this moment. Yeah. This is a big ask. Yeah. Because, because it also, it, when, you're, when you're talking about it reveals the angels in the sky, those are apparently... Uh, the angels on Gabriel's side because he's like looks like we got looks like we've got the numbers and then he just you he gestures above him and we see <laughs> all the angels um, yeah so it's like were they have they been just in the sky the whole time are they like in a holding in an attack formation like what's going on up there also yeah what what's going on up there because they, they don't get involved are they dodging aircraft like he says like the war ends tonight yeah and then none of them and jump then in. none of them fight yeah. What the hell is that? Wh- I don't know what's going on. There's so much, so many questions where they, they just, they blast you in the face. <laughs> yeah. With like, this is the Garden of Evil, e- Eden. It's in s- Southern California. <laughs> yeah. We're all hanging out here. The factory is working. There's angels above us. Uh, we're not going to get involved, though. It's not our fight, but it's our war. Why? And it's like, I, I am so confused. Why does the Garden of Eden look like a tax shelter? Right. Oh, just a bunch fuck. of just a bunch of shitty refineries. Yeah. What is this? What are they making there? What is this? What, what the fuck? Uh, that's it. That's my final question. And clearly we don't have answers. No, we do not have an answer for this. Should we get to our final section? Sure. All right. Let's get to might as well be walking on the sun. What is this section? Um, <laughs> it's just to talk about Christopher Walken. Oh, just talk about how incredible he is? Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to read uh, the only piece of IMDb trivia on this movie. Okay. And it concerns Christopher Walken. Okay. It says, Christopher Walken was robbed at the airport in Venice, and his The, Property, the Prophecy 2 script, glasses, keys, 
driver's license, and $100 were stolen. All items were later found, <laughs> including the script, except for the money. So he was robbed of all of his belongings, and they returned the Prophecy 2 script. That's so good. They were like, they we were, don't need looked, this. They skimmed it, and they're like, oof. We should... I, can you yeah, like they get it, they the get the money it, back right? too, and they're like, "I feel bad for he this get, guy." Shit, he gets it back, and there's like notes in it. <laughs> like the thief is giving him notes. I'm just like, I don't understand. Are you saying the Garden of Eden is in Southern California? That doesn't make any sense. Oh my god, that's that's beautiful. They returned the script. They were like, "This is worthless." <laughs> oh, what a what great information. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to almost seeing Christopher Walken's anus. We do so, see, we see a whole lot of his ass. A whole lot of his ass. And he's like, his he's like spread eagle on the ground. Mm-hmm. Pra- like, he's like in a weird crouch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, when he crawled out of hell, it was like, oh my God, that's, that naked ass has to be Christopher Walken. Um, also, big, big shout out to Christopher Walken not understanding computers. <laughs> That's the finest moment of this movie. It could be the whole movie. It could be, I could watch that for days. It's, it's hard to overstate the impact of watching Christopher Walken walk in, <laughs> watching Walken walk in uh, yeah. to a dry cleaner, clumsily try to hustle the guy, then just yeah. knock, knock him out with angel magic. And he says, he says, I'm looking for my friend. And then the guy talks to him a little bit, and he's like, "You see, I'm I'm for family." And he's like, "You just said he was a friend." And he goes, he says something like, "Oh, you, you caught you caught me." And then he knocks him out. Yeah. Uh, and then he he tries to work the computer for like three seconds, and then yeah. throws it across the room. Um, yep. Goes and resurrects Brittany Murphy and brings her immediately back to that dry cleaner. Yep. To all and and like, all he has her do is type a four digit number in and press enter. Right. Like, and you it's so, couldn't have figured that out yourself. It's so perfect because yeah. it's it's just like helping a boomer parent where he's standing behind her, mm-hmm. like looking over her shoulder while she's doing it for him. Mm-hmm. And he's so helpless. Yeah, he has no idea how to use it. He has it. no idea. And she's like sarcastic. Like, can you imagine get dying and having the angel Gabriel resurrect you and say i need you to help me with a login on a computer yeah i need you to help me I'd use a like, computer like yeah you fucking brings you back me. from the dead so he could check his email yeah <laughs> i can't Jesus. figure out how to check my email yeah this my inbox is getting overwhelming that is a plot point of this movie yeah it's incredible I really, I loved everything with Christopher Walken and Brittany Murphy. The first thing he says to her, and it's one of the best lines of the movie, is he resurrects her. She's like gasping and confused. And he goes, hi, nice hair. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <It's> like, uh, <laughs> how fucking perfect. Like I remember one of, before knowing what the series was and just seeing like the, the boxes uh, in, in Blockbuster and whatnot. Um being really confused at why Christopher Walken would do three of these movies. Cause this one, right. this one and the prophecy three are direct to video, like right. really, really bottom shelf stuff. And it's like, why on earth? Cause Christopher Walken's never really been at like a low point in his career. Like even during this time in the mid nineties, he was still getting no. big roles and things. Yeah. He doesn't need these movies. No. 
So it's like, I was like, why is he in this? And then you watch the movie, she's like, oh, he's in this because he's just having a fucking blast. Yeah. Because he gets to play the angel Gabriel walking around doing whatever the fuck he feels like. Right. I feel like. There's I mean, a I don't, scene it's, where someone it's, walks into a room, turns around, and he's perched on their dresser. Yes. And can you imagine that scene? What would that be like to you? Yeah. What would that do to you, really? Um, yeah, I, I, I was going to say I feel like, but I'm going to redact that and uh, not yeah. redact, retract that and say I can guarantee uh, nobody gave him any direction in this movie. He's like, no, I'm going to do a thing. Yeah. And then he just does whatever. The, it's, because, like, it's very, I get very uh, Alan Rickman as Sheriff of Nottingham vibes from this. He's yeah. just doing whatever the fuck he wants to in this movie. I imagine between takes the director who's done Children of the Corn uh, like the straight to video Children of the Corn sequel, uh, walking up to Christopher Walken, like, okay, Christopher, that was great. Um, listen, and Christopher Walken just turning around and walking away, <laughs> and the director being like, that's great, yeah, 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 no, that, that's great, Chris, that's great, and walking away because what are they gonna do? Fire him? Yeah, they need him more than they need anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I, I imagine he did whatever the fuck he wanted. Yes. The scene in the diner. The scene in the diner is amazing. He gives Brittany Murphy a gun and he's like, go ahead, shoot yourself or something. No, no, no. He he gives her the gun on the radio. He's like, show me how to make. He gives her the gun and says, show me how to make that work. And then gives her the radio and basically says the same thing. It's like, explain to me how that works. She turns the gun on herself. Yeah. uh, And shoots herself and can't die. And MVP of the movie is the guy working at the diner mm-hmm. who peeks his head out very calmly like, hmm, what the... <laughs> Is that a gunshot? And then sees that she's still alive and sees that she's talking to Christopher Walken and he just slowly makes his way to the phone. And what does Christopher Walken say to him? I think he says, take it easy. Yeah, so he puts up a finger and he's like, take it easy. Yeah. And the guy slowly puts down <laughs> And the, the guy phone. hangs the phone back up and goes into the back. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I guess I'm just going to get back to doing prep work back here. Yeah. No magic spells. This guy is just like, you know what? Not my problem. I'll clean up the blood, I guess. Um, Yeah, I really, this movie for me was worth just watching Brittany Murphy and Christopher Walken. Uh, I want more movies. I wish there were more movies where these two just were buddies. Like just watching these, these two go on adventures that, that that should be a TV show. Yeah, I really. It's a shame she's not in any more of these. Yes, um, she isn't. So we know that, right? I, I assume she wouldn't be because she. No, no, nobody else is. No, this is if you're a Brittany Murphy fan, uh, watch this movie. It's great, Brittany Murphy. Uh, it, it's it's and Brittany Murphy and fucking Christopher Walken. Like I, I kind of enjoyed this movie, Tom. I didn't hate it. It was very, yeah. it was very watchable. I think I liked it more than the first one. Me too. Even it, even though it, it's missing some stuff that the first one has, like the like just the the heel clickingly delightful Vigo Mortensen performance. Vigo, it would have been nice to have Vigo in this. Yeah, um, it's eighty minutes, mm-hmm. or like eighty three minutes, or so. I don't know. It's under ninety minutes. It's got Christopher Walken's ass. It's got Christopher Walken and Brittany Murphy doing like scenes together and like bits. Yeah, they have uh, bits. It, 
Yeah. It's got Glenn Danzig. <laughs> it does have Glenn Danzig with like light vampire makeup. Like they gave him like yeah. a weird demon brow. Yeah. He's like a ghoul. <laughs> he's it's a real stupid. ghoul. It's the role he was born to play, honestly. Yeah. It's a real ghoul. It really is. <laughs> and it's apparently the only, it's the only goddamn. How can that uh, be the role. only feature film performance of Glenn Danzig? That's so weird. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he's a very good actor. So. <laughs> No, but like this, th- he's not the only one. <laughs> he's not a very I mean, good actor. Like this, if I were the making stunt a movie, casting alone of throwing yeah. Danzig into a movie like this, if I were making a movie, I'd throw Danzig in that movie a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, has he played himself in movies? Maybe he's played himself on like Aqua Teen. Yes, and like he, like he's been in some like again yeah, Portlandia. Um, he's been in like tv shows but i i i don't think you don't take glenn danzig and you say i want you to be a character no i want you to just dive into he's just danzig right he has 35 acting credits but they're all for his music videos yeah uh and then yeah and then in the middle of them just stuck out in 1998 just right in the middle is the prophecy too dave would you believe if I told you that this movie was filmed in 1996. That makes more sense. But still not complete sense. <laughs> still not complete sense. But it makes more sense. Yeah. It was, fil- um, it was filmed in late 96 and released in January of 98. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so just looking at some credits here, Tom. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, who do you suppose is the cinematographer and editor for Death Rider in the House of Vampires? Um, let's see. Thinking about the movie's subject matter and the the related genre and kind of who's really working within that genre right now. It's, is it Glenn Danzig? It is Glenn Danzig. See, I thought it might be. Yeah. I I can't wait for this movie. You know, Veronica is on Shudder right now. Yeah, I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that piece of shit. (laughs) That absolute trash fire. I can't wait. <laughs> Holy smokes. Fucking Danzig. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, fucking Danzig. I can't believe he's in this. Right. And it's like, it's like a blink and you miss him, Gameo. Yeah. It's not. He's he's just like, that's what it was where it's like, is that Danzig? No, of course it wouldn't be Danzig. He's barely in the movie. Why would that be Danzig? And then you look it up and you're like, it's Danzig. That is 100% Glenn Danzig. The fuck? <laughs> this movie is an enigma. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't a- recommend it enough. Yeah, this movie's a real, uh, this is the best kind of bad movie. Yeah, I almost, I feel bad that we're spoiling who's in it, because it definitely s- just skip over the beginning credits, not that it reveals Danzig or anything, but just let the movie wash over you, and just, like, it's best to just, like, be surprised of who shows up Right, it's movie. it's best to just keep getting punched in the head by when yeah. people show up, you're like, what the fuck, is that Danzig? And they're like, is it Brittany Murphy? Yeah, what the f- what the absolute what the fuck shit is, is happening? happening? Eric Roberts? Yeah, Ethan Embry trying on Christopher Walken's <laughs> coat. On Christopher Walken's coat. The absolute fuck is that? Man, it's great, <laughs> great film, five stars. Mm-hmm.
Oh man, uh, I can't wait. Any for other the next final one. thoughts? Uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for the next one. This movie made me go like, "Thank you, prophecy. I I will have another. Yes, please. Yeah, give me good, give good me a them. bunch of these. Yeah, if they're anything like this movie, I can't fucking wait. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. Thank you to Bob Grenville for tasking us with this with this endeavor. Yeah. For uh, um, forcing us to watch these movies. Yeah. I suspect this is where we peak Prophecy 2, but who can say? Um, so, I, I don't know. If people are interested, you should check out our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Uh, and, and yeah, we have a tier where you can produce uh, entire podcast series. Or just produce episodes of We Just Watched. Mm -hmm. Or you can watch movies with us for our $10 tier. Every Friday night, we watch movies with our patrons. Yeah. Uh, Maybe maybe we'll watch A Prophecy. We might watch one of these Danzig movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely... We probably should watch a Danzig movie. Yeah. I don't know why we haven't already, to be honest. I don't know. Um, Fear? Yeah, well, there's yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's probably already on his way to one of our houses. Because you can't... He's like... He's like Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. If you say his name too many times, he's going to appear in your house. Right. Absolutely. And just like kind of creep you out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we also have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed, where you can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, all kinds of stuff. Check that out. Um, yeah, maybe we should add a written and directed by Glenn Danzig shirt. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe. You remember the, uh, we've probably brought up his soup demands, right? I, th- I think so. <laughs> Where he wanted, um, he was at like a music festival and he had demands for soup. Mm-hmm. He needed, he demanded French onion soup and vitamins be brought to his hotel. Sure. Um, he, so, uh, it, it was, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a real old man story, but like, you know, sometimes people need soup. I get it. I mean, Danzig wants soup. Also, Danzig is an old man. Yes. I mean, that's, that's the, those, that those two things have aligned. That's true. Like he's 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 reached old manness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably he's, he probably uh, shouts at kids that are on his lawn now. Yeah, he probably has a lot of problems with computers. <laughs> yeah, would yeah. have to get some some Brittany Murphy type to mm-hmm. help him with it. He probably has Dan- to resurrect some goffed out teen to help him use okay. a computer. I have a pitch, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, three hour long series: Danzig and Christopher Walken trying to work a computer. Mm-hmm. That's the that's it. That's the movie. Yeah, no, this is this is great. It can be like part it, it can be sort of like uh Harold and Kumar go to White Castle where they have to keep right. driving driving back to the the geek squad at Best Buy to ask them different <laughs> Dancing questions. Dancing and walking, check their email. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Green lit. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> Tell your children how to check their mail. <laughs> Whoa, mother. <laughs> oh perfect <laughs> fucking dancing <laughs> oh my god the fact that danzig is in a movie with christopher walken they don't share any scenes but my god how what they, a what a close call yeah, what a what a biggest near miss yeah this, this, this is history. the most tragic near miss in history. i mean if they had if they had shaken hands the universe would have exploded yeah so we're the, lucky the reality wouldn't be able to handle it yeah. It would have collapsed around us. And we'd be in some weird multiverse where sharks wear hats. Exactly. Um, 
Okay, I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.